Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 2nd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm riding a high. I'm just... Uh, you know, first of the month recorded? No, no. It is the first, even though it's the second. I Who played. Votes? I played golf by myself with no wow. work requirements, like... Uh, didn't didn't have to that. take pictures. Didn't have to talk sure. to anybody. Um, for sure. I think it was the first time I've done it in three plus years. And really, it's been that long. Yeah, I I like can't remember the last time I played golf by myself for like without like having to like photograph a whole something. course. Yeah. Like I'm writing about a course. Played played golf in two hours and fifteen minutes. It was absolutely delightful it was it was incredible sounds glorious sounds great i like love that can't believe i haven't done it in that long and uh god it was great it was it was awesome well i'm glad sounds like a good way to close out the month of july that was last night i assume now it's the first and we got a recording here so that's great. I'm glad. I wish I could play golf of any kind. Solo, with friends, for work, not for work. I don't get out much anymore, but that sounds delightful. I'm envious of you that experience. You haven't been able to use a stability putter. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm uh, I think I'm officially done with that. <laughs> I think I'm going back to my old my old blade, I think. Just I think it's more the grip, it's just not working for me. So I had a bad experience when I was back in Cleveland. The stability this, this disaster. Yeah, it's just a, I think it's more the grip. I see, I see guys uh, on tour using the stability shaft. Every well, time I think I it's see the it. fat grip. I don't like t- taking the feel out of your hand. I don't like it. I, I, I have no sense. I don't like the fat grip. I know those are, you know, all the rage and people do like them. But yeah, I haven't played much with that. So, um, all right, football season around the corner. Next episode, we all listen. We all will have a football game, the Hall of Fame game, Browns Jets. I know you're probably very excited. Everybody's going to play all the starters. So this is the Everybody's last week without, uh, without football. Well, I don't think Deshaun's going to play. Nor is Aaron Rodgers. I would imagine. I'm just guessing in the, the little Hall of Fame game, August third. So big. There's I'm a, there's a lot. I guess. I was talking, uh, who was I talking to today? I was talking to somebody in Chicago, and they were saying that yeah. there's some there's some Fields MVP buzz. And I was like, what? Oh, God. That's just not, okay. It's not a, not a smart buzz. Move. I mean, August 1st, you could talk yourself into anything, I suppose. You know, like, get fired up about it. That is, I, I think I, re- I replied with like, this is why we haven't had a good quarterback in my lifetime. <laughs> because we... Can't just let it happen. Uh, my oldest wants to play football, tackle football. I got we gotta figure out if he's gonna do it. Starts like tomorrow. Down to the wire. Vexed. Every minute of my my waking being is trying to consider, you know, not because we're against it. It's just I don't know. He's gonna get killed. We'll see. See if he plays. Big step forward. So, what position? We'll see if he does. It. I don't know. He's got to get out there. I mean, he's good. They have a week of conditioning, so he might not get past that. He might be <laughs> undone with this nonsense. So I don't. Let's not. Let's not talk position just yet. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. Let's get to it. Speaking of, uh, I don't hey, know, conditioning, but what? I was going to ask. What? what about the big Cubs national tr- Nationals trade? I, what about it? I didn't pay it. I. Yeah, it slipped my mind. Who they Washington, trade? Washington's trading the third baseman. I couldn't tell you who that is. I it's assume they're trading. Good. Really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Cubs are buyers. My baseball. Uh, Jameer oh, okay. Candelario. Oh, Candelario. Yeah, Heimer. Jameer Heimer. could be Jameer. either. Could be either. 
Uh, are the Cubs doing well again? Kind of, kind of we're back. making we're some b- noise. I mean, I don't watch any Cubs baseball. You can't watch it because it's on Marquee Network. Did I ever tell you about Ro- that? The what? So the Cubs started their own network a few years ago. Yeah. I was out playing golf and I'm, I met one of the people involved with it. And he's and he's and he's like, I'm busy with this launch of Marquee. I'm like, oh great. Can't wait to watch it. I was like, you guys are on YouTube TV, right? And he goes, Nope. I go, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> like, Can you get it out of market? You can't you can't get it on YouTube TV. Well, I'm they sure went from the super state. They went from the superstation. WGN. <laughs> Everybody sure. got Cubs games everywhere. Yeah. To where you live in Chicago, you couldn't even get the games. Ooh, that's dicey. I didn't know about that development. Hadn't heard well, they started their own network. The Cubs are, you know, they're hard to love because of what they're doing in the in the in the community and neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just it's just a hard team to, and the the owners are. Any Chicago? It does seem team. like it's kind of incredible that you had this franchise, and I'm just like a basic knowledge. Literally called the lovable losers. Like town gown relations couldn't be any better. You had just people that were endeared to this franchise, endeared to this brand, this group, this logo, this destination. And now it just seems rife with sort of resentment. And like they hate the owners. They hate what they did to the team. They hate like how they milk every like I, I'm speaking from a very half-informed view. It's a pretty stunning reversal where almost the on-field product was immaterial to people's love of the the franchise right or devotion and loyalty lovable losers and and that that's not unique necessarily the cubs but man there's a lot of resentment it feels like between it's tough, uh, it's, tough. Yeah. it's not not doesn't make you endearing you got that you got okay. the you got the reinsdorfs which uh you know they got the third third best attendance in the NBA over the last two decades, and they've never paid the luxury tax. They cry poor, you know. The franchise is worth probably like six billion dollars. He bought it for ten million, and he hasn't paid the luxury tax once. <laughs> then you got you got the Blackhawks with their sex sexual, you know, uh, assault. Assault, yeah, right? exactly. You got that. And then you got the Bears, which the Bears are maybe the most inept franchise of all of them. So it's just, it's not a good scene. Chicago, great sports city, horrible sports teams. Owners. Yeah, ownership groups. Yeah, management. So speaking of management, uh, we have some changes afoot. And the way things are going to be operating at the PGA Tour at the board level. Um a press release. I mean, I'll tell you what. Jay, I was on vacation last week, but Jay Monahan comes back and it is just hot with memos, press releases, I mean, reorgs. It's just the guy is the king of constantly shifting and announcing changes and, and all how, sorts of things. How about overall. the last three years between letters, memos, <laughs> press releases? You know, I was talking to somebody, and they were, and I was just they were they were asking me about stuff, and I was like, you know, it's just it's there's never a dull moment in golf. I was like, this week seems like it might be slow, but something's gonna happen. This happens, you know, one day later, and uh, and he said, you know, at some point you're gonna go back to just covering like you know this guy shot sixty seven, and it's gonna be boring as shit. I would kind of maybe go the other way. I found this. No, I'm just getting exhausted with all this. And I'm starting to give it less of a shit about the PGA Tour. And I say that as someone who kind of half enjoyed watching Lee Hodges win by eight on Sunday. Like, I'm pretty already in the boat, hardcore fan. Now, would I have watched that if I didn't have to talk about it on pod? Probably not. But I did, and I enjoyed it. But I don't, I am pretty, I'm kind of getting fed up to the point where I don't really give a shit about this tour, the people involved with it anymore. I find them all tedious and exhausting at this point. And I wrote like 
a little bit in the newsletter. I tweeted about like we have to we've heard more about board seats since June first than we had about any golf on the PGA tour, specific non-major to the on the PGA tour. And if you are involved with the PGA tour, that is a colossal failure. If that is the focus and that is the primary conversation around your little product, your group. And I, I don't want to read my tweets on the air. That's not what I'm here to do. You should read them. I haven't seen I got. I was reading this Washington Post article and in a three paragraph, boom, 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 they talk about a player advisory council, a policy board, a four person committee. So we've got a council, a board, a committee to fill the Randy Stevenson spot. Then we have the three-person task force. So we've got, we've we're hit the cycle. Oh, the council, <laughs> council, board, committee, task force. We just went for the cycle in three-paragraph stretch. Task force for the, uh, you know, the live tribunal, whatever the fuck it'll be called, to, that allows the people back in or not. Which Phil is tweeting that like no one's coming back. We don't care about this Mickey Mouse operation anymore. And and all your thank God they have conference rooms, you know, on every you know, every ten feet. Because all these titles and all it's just exhausting. And so now we have this new policy board where there's six players, one of whom is Tiger Woods, a player of some renown and authority and weight. And there's still only going to be five independent directors who are the business folks subject to the four-person committee approval of a Randall Stevenson replacement to the board. Um, The the big thing here is they have... It's exhausting. They have six players to the five independents. So the the players now have the control of of the policy board where they, they outweigh the independents. They have essentially veto power. They this 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 press release. Look, first let's deal with Tiger. He's the headliner. Very notable that he's throwing himself back. He's. I don't think he's. I don't. I can't recall. He's been on the tour for thirty years now. I, he. I don't think he's ever done this. I don't think. I'm not sure though. Um, I thought I heard that today, but he certainly doesn't have to do it now. Right, no. JT on TV was something like, "Well, he's got to do something. You know, he can't just sit on his couch." Like, oh, he can just sit on his couch. There's really no reason. <laughs> like, he could just let these guys flail about on their own. He doesn't have to do this. Um, his legacy is pretty secure. He's done what he's done in the game. And he he's, I'm sure he's got this. plenty of foundation, design work, yeah. all all yeah. sorts of things that he can. You know, he could start to invest in more stuff if he wanted to. There's plenty of things that he could do. You know, he could decide he wants to mow his lawn. Some people find <laughs> mowing their lawn therapeutic. You know, you know what he doesn't do need stuff to with do? Charlie. What he doesn't yeah. need to do. He doesn't have to sit on, you know, three-hour conference calls with yo-yos <laughs> uh, and talk about, you know, who's who's you know got grievances with... With the the ranking with the with the MLR, PGA, yeah, with this, the MLR, yeah. and you know, have, <laughs> have complaints about playing for their twenty million dollar purses. So I, I commend him for getting back in. Clearly, the reporting for the Washington Post, New York Times suggests they sent a letter to the tour on Monday. By Tuesday, they had turned around with this press release. So. <laughs> I assume the tour had some signal this was coming. That's a separate thing. For all the years we heard about the tour being this cruise ship, being like stable, intractable. It's too hard to change things. We are set in our ways. We have legacy. We have like, it's very hard to overhaul. We, we like, you know, it's, we have this big operation, operational standards. Like in two months, they've just spun up this for-profit part which we told could you know can't happen or shouldn't happen. And now they're just like overnight changing the entire board structure and who has the veto power and control of the policy board. So like it does seem quite tractable. I don't even know if that's a word, but more malleable, more it, it, for me it gives a further signal that they're just like s- scrambling. 
throwing shit together on the fly as fast as I can. You know, the solution today, maybe a different one tomorrow, maybe a different one next year. Who knows? You're talking about how guys don't even know what their status is uh, outside of top 70. Like, it's just kind of all for all this stuff we heard about how, you know, entrenched everything was for legacy reasons and business. It's, it's all being whipped up and changed on the fly. Um, so this was a, this was sent to them on Monday, this letter. It was the first player pushback, I would say, primarily on the process of the framework agreement, that it was done by two business guys in Monaghan, no players. It was signed by 41 players. Just a peculiar number. I don't understand why or who or what How went into that the selection. I don't know. I don't understand. Like, was this a, like a guest book you sign in on at the like, back of the church? <laughs> so What's going a, on a, here? A little wedding book. <laughs> they yeah. Had it, they had it at the front door of, in Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got, you know, the, the board members like Tiger, Cantley, Hoffman, Malnati, Rory, Webb. Then you got like the heavy hitters, Spieth and Ricky. I just don't, where did 41 come from? And then all of a sudden we get into Ryan Armour, Henrik Norlander, Bryce Garnett. What's, what, I don't understand. Like, like Matt Fitzpatrick, he's in here. Like who's, I, I don't understand what the cross section of why Bryce Garnett and not Kelly Kraft. Well, I don't. What, who decided to sign this? So they send do, this on do Monday. Think, do you think they had a cusp? Do they have a number that they needed <laughs> to, to hit? Forty-one. Or, or do you think those are just the forty-one guys that felt like they could sign something without handing it to their agent for agent review? Maybe that's what happened. The guys who who opened. I don't know. <laughs> Billy Boy clearly signed off as <laughs> as you would expect. He was on top of it. He got it. He signed. He put his name in the press release. He needed to be on the documents, as you can imagine. Um, so they send this on Monday. And by Tuesday, we have this change in the board. It's a pretty strong rebuke of Jay Monahan, in my opinion. It says, like, look, this was a bullshit maneuver the way you did this agreement. This is not a player run tour. It's a rebuke of kind of just the ascendance of non-player bureaucrats and executives, the global home, I would say. Um, For better or worse, I'm not entirely sure that uh, the players should run the entire deal. I I love that they're all pro-labor, right? That's a very, very strong, you know, they're all, they're probably going to be on the picket lines with with the the writers and actors next. um, The Screen Actors Guild. They... You know, said this could never happen again. They have review of the framework agreement, how well, this is going to be you know, sorted out via we, Colin Neville and also having six of the five, 11 votes. I'd like to point out, I don't think they could sell out to the Saudis for a second time. What do you mean? I don't think it could actually happen again. What could actually happen again? Like the whole thing, you know? <laughs> they're, they're a day late, a dollar short. <laughs> On the framework agreement? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm saying like this whole thing's great and everything, but isn't there going to be a whole new structure in place with this new company? Well, that's that was I pointed this out in the emails. And here's the other thing: what's the board there? Isn't that Hurley (laughs) and Dunn and Jay? I don't want to. I don't want to ruin Patrick Cantlay or Webb's day. But I feel like, you know, I feel like if there's like a direction that that the the business guys want to go, they're probably got pretty uh, there's probably some people on that board that are going to want to go that direction too that see see the grander picture of that of of where where things are going. And maybe they don't really have the the hammer that they think they have. Like I have to admit, I have to would have to guess that Tiger and Rory are going to be pretty unison in their, in their, you know, positions on things. They seem to be. Yep. And this Colin Neville is brought in as sort of a, a players advisor consultant. He's been involved with the players since last year. Uh, I, I didn't mean to like simplify it, but he's kind of a Tiger and Rory guy. 
Uh, I saw Eamon Lynch say on Golf Channel, Tiger and Roy brought him in. Like he's, you know, maybe I, he's not Patrick Cantlay's guy. He Cantlay may like him now. He's working with and beyond behalf of Cantlay, but uh, he's their advisor. He will consult on. I think he's all Pepe the specific Peters guy. <laughs> framework agreement we're stuff. Over, we're overlooking Malnati in here. Peppy Peter, Kevin Streelman, the others. Yeah. Um. So he'll consult on how the framework agreement is actually agreed to, or whatever actually is filled in. Uh. He's he's, you know, they have some power over whether the agreement happens or not. I think they're probably going to say let's hap- let's make it happen, but they 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 have the appearance of having all the control. The players decide how it's going to happen. And beyond this, whenever this framework agreement gets behind us, they also are saying, you know, players will make all will be involved in and make all major decisions. It's a pretty strong rebuke of Monahan. Monahan admits like he has to rebuild lost trust, erosion of trust, and uh, based on what happened, um, this is very clearly a self-preservation move from Monaghan. Like you agree to it within a day, just keep your job. I, th- I think this is, a, this is a great move for Monaghan. Cause I don't think Tiger is coming in to knock Monaghan out. Well, he said in his statement, um, he has my confidence moving forward with these changes. So he's more or less endorsed Monaghan to stay on. Based yeah. Per the, I think Monaghan Somehow locked in here, despite all this. I also don't, I, I, you know, at this point, at this point, I agree with that. it's such a mess that I think you have to keep him because it's his mess. It's exhausting, though. Like I said, I'm just sick of this shit. Who would I'm they, sick who, of all this bullshit. Who would want to come in and clean up this mess? No, you know? nobody. like nobody right. good. But it's his mess. He created it. And this entire thing is an is a total repudiation of how he went about it. Yes. The way that, the, right? Like, I mean, guys. it's been a disaster. It was a disaster. Where's Jimmy Dunn? It was a <laughs> he dis- did the deal and got the fuck out. Well, Jimmy Dunn at least showed up and answered uh, Senate yeah, questions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? Uh, it's more than, more than a lot of people did. It's more than Monaghan did. But I think the thing about this is like, I mean, like if we go back three years, Monahan, Monahan over overstated his position against the Saudis. Um, you know, did not really like um, give them the credit or the um, he didn't really he underestimated them to a, a huge degree. Then he had to make these knee-jerk reactions to save the tour, which then effectively ran the finances into the ground. And now he is like, he because of the deal he made, so then he sold sold the players down the river to get out of the financial problem. And now he's having to make concessions to the players to retain his job. Like, I mean... If you think about the three year time time frame, has he has he made a good move? We like at a like a we're on like a David Kahn streak, like Timberwolves GM. We're just on just a like you know unprecedented Johnny run. Flynn I, I, Johnny I, Flynn over Steph Curry. <laughs> was it Johnny Flynn? Or was it no, Rubio? Yeah. Rubio. They picked it's two of them. They it's took two, two point, point guards, guards in, yeah. in, but not the one that turned into the transcendent player. Um I don't know. I, I he was in a bad spot. It's just like or I mean it was a crazy challenge, but it's just been mismanaged and I feel like we're just at the start of this being a mess. You say it's a mess. Like we've got these boards and these committees and these task force, and it is just going to be a jumbled mess for a long time. And if I were a player, I were a partner and I were a fan, I'd have like, I'd have constant skepticism that the ground would shift beneath my feet like tomorrow again. Cause they don't like, it just seems like, there's zero stability or real long-term. I don't. Yes. Yeah, stability, real long-term concrete plans. 
I, it's just all changing constantly and it's getting exhausting. So uh, what's not exhausting? If you're out in the sun, you need protection, flip on your shades. You could do ores and albs for the skin, but for your eyes, polarize. You know, you know who needs protection? What? All those players. They're getting a tough, tough end of the stick. <laughs> Tuft end of the tuft of grass end of the stick. Uh, Charlie Hoffman protection. Uh, go to gooder.com slash SGS. Use the promo code. I've gotten a, we've gotten a bunch of DMs about this recently. What's the code? What's the code? Uh, Gooders, I don't know if it's mid July and people are running out of Gooders and need a restock or it's just sunny season, but I've uh, gotten a lot of messages about it. It's gooder.com slash SGS. Mind your vowels. It's G O O D R slash SGS. Then use the promo code SGS at checkout for free shipping. That kind of gets you more off than the old, uh, I think it was 15% off because you just knock off the free shipping. Um, off one, one pair, you know. Yeah, off your shipment. Yeah, the whole deal. Yeah. So uh, free shipping, use the code SGS. I'm looking at these Bosley Basset Hound deal. Oh, wow. uh, they're kind of like a, a tannish. Uh, I don't know what the color would be, but obviously they have Top. tons of options. They've got wraparounds. They've got the circles. They're all like $25, more or less. Some are a little more expensive than that. Do you think I could rock some wraparounds? What do you think? I mean, not seriously, but you can <laughs> do it in a, as a bit. Do you think I should start wearing them around? Wearing them to tour events? Be my shtick. You could do that. You could do that. That could be your brand. Wrap around gooders. If you want a brand or you want a bit or you just want some good sunglasses, all polarized, no slip, no bounce, go to gooder.com slash SGS. Use the promo code SGS at checkout for uh, free shipping. All right. Do you have anything else on the board changes? Tiger returning to the game. We good on that? Um, let's, Listen, let's I think I think it's a, it's actually like a good sign. You know, one sneaky part of this is it's a good sign for the uh, for potential. You know, I know that Jay came out against the MLR ball, but I it's it's a second player that's uh, friendly to the rolled back ball of six. That's significant to me. Rory and Tiger both being uh, player directors. Um, and we've learned Peppy Peter can be swayed any which way <laughs> i'm sure if Ty, Ty, tiger and rory took him out to dinner <laughs> they'd have him they'd have him singing whatever whatever they wanted him to sing take him to pop stroke or drive shack or one of those <laughs> have some frames some onion rings and a beer and yeah now um, peppy you're you're not on one of these tomorrow teams but <laughs> oh there we go you could be a super fan you could be a manager or something. Well, I just think like the tour is just whatever. It's just running the risk of marginalizing itself even further, right? I mean, people are well, just going to get sick of this shit. I'm hearing about all this stuff. I don't Anyways. know. I Yeah. I, I guess like, you know, the thing is like they're in the news so much, but they're in the news for like the wrong reasons not sustainable reasons right yeah i mean that's not the product well i mean palace intrigue we should see what the minnesota star tribune thinks about (laughs) the headline writer (laughs) talk about catnip of the week Sure. Got aggregate aggregation station that one uh all right let's go to our schedule for the week we have the Wyndham Championship. This is at Sedgefield Country Club. It is an old Donald Ross, not a new Donald Ross, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, this is your last regular season event of the week. It's been around since, I think, the late 30s, mid-30s, forever. So it's a historic PGA Tour event in the same vein of like a colonial. Uh, you know, the, the guts of the PGA Tour, or, or what was the PGA Tour. Who knows what it is now? Defending champ is Tom Kim. The purse is seven point six million, so just pennies these days. Seven point six million, I believe it's the lowest outside of the John Deere, which is like seven four. Notables: Ludwig Aberg, Cam Champ. Is he still in? He WD'd last week. I wonder if he's still playing. Stu Sink, Billy Ho, Matt Kuchar, 
Hideki, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, and Justin Thomas. This is your just usual Golf Channel CBS split. Um, the Comcast Business Tour top 10. Oh, how many it's still of going the 10 on. showed up? Zero. How many? So this was designed to have these guys show up for a little extra payout cash at the end of the year. I was zero. told two. No, there's zero. I'm not sure. Is there zero? I thought there right. were two. Low, according to PGATour.com, you know, that's not yeah. always the most yeah. reliable website. Updated. Updated. The lowest yep. FedEx Cup rank in the field is Siwoo Kim at 18. Who's just a he's just a menace at Greensboro. Yes. <laughs> always top auto top five. He'll be my one and done pick <laughs> if I haven't used him. Um Sam Burns at nineteen. So, Shank at twenty three. McCarthy at twenty five. Chris Kirk zero. At Why did I see two? Well, they're yeah, probably trying to they're probably trying to slip one past the goaltender. You know, <laughs> what's probably most insulting is that Wyndham Clark himself decided not to show up for the Wyndham Championship, <laughs> and maybe this is like, come on, not even we can't even get Wyndham Clark. Maybe well, this is I the world balancing. Is, I think out. this is a sign he's not sponsored but. by Wyndham yet, and he's saying I'm not coming to your tournament until I'm sponsored by you. Hey, I got to say something here. I think we fulfilled our quota on the name sponsor gimmick with all these damn Sam Ryder, Ryder ads. Oh, like, so I don't need Wyndham jumping into Wyndham <laughs> hotels. I mean, the Sam the Ryder, Ryder thing is everywhere. Everywhere. Killing it. Oh, it plays more on stream. It's just nonstop. So Wyndham huh. just icing the Wyndham championship. He's 62nd what? in the FedEx Cup. Who? Sam Ryder? Yeah. I He'll couldn't tell you one thing he's done this year. Uh, Other than being those farmers. And his mom came on the telecast at Farmers. Oh, yeah. Went downhill. Oh, my God. Yeah. She jinxed, she jinxed right him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, I was messing around looking at the Wyndham Championship history. Did you know a winner on the PGA Tour comes from the country of Namibia? In South Africa, or I'm sorry, in Africa, not South Africa, the continent, but the country is Namibia. Trevor Dodds won, I think, in 1998. I, I didn't even know there were golfers from Namibia. 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 Pronounce this. There's a long list roster of Wyndham Championship uh, winners, and I, I thought I found that. I was like, "What is that flag?" So, uh, it's a good event. I like this event. It's a birdie fest. The tour sets it up. Pretty soft, you know. It's August. They, it's in they North got Carolina. The, they got humid. the beach club. They got the beach club at, at the uh, at the event. I'd love to spend a day at the Wyndham Beach Club. Someone sent us pictures like a month ago of them hauling in all the sand and bringing it up. like like we were just the clearinghouse for these like beach club you know construction photos. Um, I we forget should, what the we funny should we should put was. it up. Yeah. We should put it up. Building the beach club. <laughs> um, anything else? What's your one and done pick for the Wyndham Championship? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm completely out of it. So maybe well, we'll have some fun. It's a gambling pod. People are into it. I think I do have to make a pick. I have to avoid coming in the last place out of my my friends. So I okay. gotta. I get. I think it's not completely finished yet. But I'll take. Uh, okay. I'll take Pat Rogers. He's playing great. Okay, he is playing well. Uh, Barracuda. Uh, on the women's... Uh, what, who's yours? Or I guess it's... Siwoo? It's Siwoo. Yeah, I'm going Siwoo, Kim. So. I guess there was some big um, mistake in the media guide or in the player handbook about... <laughs> speaking of shifting just all over the place, about the cut, it's like top 125. Make the, They haven't updated the media guide or the player handbook. It's all a mess for, for Wyndham. People are looking, flipping through that, sending us all the corrections they got to add. But, you know, there's some intrigue, right? There's some intrigue. You're pumped about the top 70 stuff. Um, I think it, it feels more like a po- postseason. What's crazy to me is I think it goes to 122. 121 has a chance to break the top 70. Like you have to win, basically, is what I'm saying. I think it's Pat and Gazire or somebody. But 122 cannot get in to the playoffs, no matter what they do and below, no matter what they do this week, no matter if they win. 
And how about, a year ago, how about that? For we're talking award. about how they're about- guaranteed in that that spot. Not guaranteed, but you know what I mean. They're guaranteed at one twenty-two. You know who's Kinda right nuts. by that one twenty-two number? Who I bet is uh, bet is pissed off. What's that? Justin Hadley's one twenty-six. Justin Hadley. Yeah, he's he's looking to see what he gets from that player of benefit program. Is that what they're calling the one that the loyalists, whatever the another program, another committee. So, I mean, JT's obviously got to get on his horse. He's got to do a lot, some serious work. He needs um, like a T eighteen, right, or something like that. Yeah, he, yeah. I think a minimum T eighteen. I think solo like fourth guarantees him. Uh, his spot. So how about I had it up? How about this? Rue Knox, one forty-one. That guy has been on tour in such an irrelevant sense for like fifteen years. Oh come on! Irrelevant. He's won some events. He's won twice. Well, the Travelers. He won a WGC. That's kind of nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's that fake one over in China, right? I mean, he's played 300 like, events. God, you know what? Why are we talking about Rude Knox? <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just scrolling at the bottom. See, it is so good. You know, he's, you know how many made cuts he's got on his career? How many? 190, 300 starts? 196. It's done for himself. He's approaching. He's a pro. He's, he's a few years away from a JJ exemption. A Mister Three Hundred deal. Yeah. I hope they get rid of that. They gotta get. They gotta clean I up the exemption did, categories. They? I think they have. I mean, they've got. It's just a mess. The whole organization's just a mess. They've got. You know, they just got encyclopedias of rules and bylaws and statuses and exemptions. It's just too too complicated. All right, on the LPGA Tour, we have the Freed Group Women's Scottish Open. This is at Dundonald Links, made famous, the famous Dundonald Links. I believe that's where Michael Block tried to qualify for the uh, Open Championship. That's what Dundonald's most known for. The purse is $2 million. Defending champ is Ayaka Faru. Notable, Celine Boutier, your your recent winner at the Evian. Ashley Buhai and her husband, David. uh, You know, it's a combo deal. Allison Corpuz, your U.S. Women's Open winner, defending champ Faru, Lynn Grant, Charlie Hull, Ataya Titikul, Lilia Vu, and Ruining Yin. This is Coffee Golf on Golf Channel, uh, 9 to 1 p.m., 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Thursday, Friday, and then finishing at noon on Saturday and Sunday. That's your Scottish Open at Dundonald. Um, where else are we going? Oh, it's a light week, by the way. We have the Corn Ferry Tour. We have the Utah Championship. We're getting down to the wire here at the regular season end where you get your top 25 or I'm not even sure how many cards. We got to look that up. What are the changes there? Again, 30. More changes. 30 30 cards. That's right. That's right. Constant changes. 30 cards. There's like two more, two or three more events. Finishing the last ones in New Jersey, I saw. Uh, That is uh, 6 to 9 p.m. every night, Thursday through Friday on Golf Channel from Utah Championship at Oak Ridge CC in Farmington. Um. Do we need notables? I don't see notables for that. Uh, and elsewhere, in your own backyard or your former backyard, we have the Western Am this week. That's this the event of the week. 11 to 2 on Peacock on Friday with 4 to 7 p.m. late coverage. And then 10.30 to 1.30 and 2 to 5 on Saturday. So Friday, Saturday, Peacock coverage of the Western Amateur. This is at uh, North Shore Country Club. In, I might go out Boston. there and watch. I'm, I'm, I'm You're going to be back. Yeah. I've got, I got a... Got a long trip ahead. I got a, I got an airport trip tomorrow with the whole fam. Just things you look forward to, you know. Enjoy, enjoy that. You know, so, whatever, it's fine. You'll be fine. Long uh, trip. Think- Going back to, to to the Midwest in August. It's a dream of everybody. Yeah. Yep. It's a perfect time of year to be there. All right. Um, <laughs> that's our schedule for the week. No champions, no Euro. Oh, there is Liv Greenbrier. Liv's coming back. Uh, oh. Site of the former military tribute. Um, Jim Justice will we'll be out there. That fri- we'll talk about that Friday. What do you think of we Phil's get- comments? Uh, what? That no one's going back to live. The yeah. player task force is a complete waste of time. 
He's also tweeting about some of the finances again. Phil is, uh, you know, he got real quiet when the merger came about. You know, he got real quiet there for a while. You know, U.S. Open, you know, just had other stuff. Uh, But he seems to be, you know, back in the trenches again, lobbing grenades on Twitter at least. So, uh, doesn't seem like he's real interested in, in reconciling or, or jumping back into the PGA Tour. So uh, that'll be on. We'll talk about that on Friday. Live Greenbrier. Uh, do you well, think the clakes are going to turn around? No, I don't. I don't think the cliques have enough time or talent to turn <laughs> it around. Uh, news. Royal County Down, we believe, is getting the Irish Open. I think they deleted their tweet. They may have jumped the gun there. The, the Royal, the pro shop at Royal County down. Um, Cause the tweet has been deleted, but they did tweet. They were getting the Irish open for next year. Maybe that's not happening anymore. I don't know, but would be a welcome uh, development for, is it link season? I don't know. That thing gets moved around every year. Sometimes it's in the fall. Sometimes it's, you know, early in this, you know, We'll see. It would be nice to have it around a Scottish Open and the Open Championship. Other news. Um, the Ryder Cup just got a whole lot of spice here with Stuart Sink being named the fifth assistant captain joining uh, Zach Johnson, fellow Open Champion Golfer of the Year, as a, a, an assistant captain. Um, I saw, I think it was Joel Beal floated the theory he said, this is just a theory that maybe this means JT is safe for a pick because they would have left the spot open for well, him as like a Bubba type or a, he was in know, Cedar Rapids yesterday. He's playing the, he's playing the ZJ uh, charity outing. We got some preposterous DM about fun game. Who would you take over JT from the ZJ charity outing as a pick right now? I got to say like with all due respect to everyone in that field, no one we're being ridiculous. Now JT, we should, we should take JT over Garrick. Uh, I mean, Troy Merritt Davis love the third who's playing. He's back. Did you see Davis love is playing Wyndham? He's in the field. I know he's won it, whatever a million times. And he's sort of a that's what, de facto. That's what we host, need. But <laughs> Always need more DL3. You know who also want, wants JT on the team? John Rahm gave an uh, interview in Spanish. I think, all the, I think like, all the Europeans want him on the team right now. <laughs> if I'm Zach Johnson, I would choose Justin Thomas without a doubt. This is reverse it's the same psychology. case as Sergio in 2018. I got to say, Sergio has a bit of a stronger case, given he's the all-time points leader in the 20-year history with the uh, event. But, uh, yeah, maybe it is a little – you got to take JT. I don't know how you take – I don't know. But, uh, I mean, yes, do say I, – I, I don't think – I don't subscribe to Beal's theory that it means it could be – he said it's just a guess. I think if JT yeah. wants to come in a capacity as a cart driver, they're going to make room for him. So, it, does, it doesn't matter. Do you know he, what – He may not be picked. You know what JT is in data golf's rankings? Which are a Which little is bit what? more current, more mm, current than yeah, the OWGR. Yeah. Do you have any? Just take a um, guess. I'll guess like 48, 70, <sighs> 70, where is he? 71. And in the OWGR, he's like 20 or something. OWGR, he's 26. Okay. Okay. You know, who, here, let me just list off some players ahead of him in the data golf rankings. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Number 70, Cam Tringali. <sighs> okay. 69, Gary Woodland. 68, Nick Taylor. 67, Sergio. So, you know, same. Harry English. Mm-hmm. Brendan Todd, the Todd watch ahead. There we go. JJ Spawn, Mark Hubbard, Lou Eustazen, who hasn't done anything. Barely a golfer, right? I mean, just off the. <laughs> don't hear from him. Bo Hostler is 61, 10 spots ahead of JT. Lee Hodges really? is 60. 
I mean, huh. Bo Haas are 63 in the FedEx Cup standings. Eric Cole is 46. Steve Stricker is 44. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to add to this to the to the Harrington discourse. Padraig, you gotta go back for another bite of the apple on that. <laughs> if there's if there's real consideration of Harrington for the European Ryder Cup team, why is there no consideration for Stricker for the US team? I was thinking about this the other day. He's winning majors. He's just mopping the entire senior tour. He's a far superior player on that tour to Harrington. If there's, why would there be no discourse about about Stricker? Uh, he also is a like... better captain than Harrington. Fair, fair. It feels like um, I don't know. The American team has a lot more options, so they don't bring up the senior. Though I think I think you know the Euro team right now might be better, one through twelve. So. Uh, I think that does it. I had some more on Rom's comments. He took a took a little bit of a different tone than he did at the open when it came to talking about Monahan, his love for Monahan, or what did he say? Support. I he just said like it's completely eroded the trust. It was a joke. He got a call two minutes before um, they announced the merger, so it was just a little little different. He's like, this was always what was going to happen, you know. Um, Two minutes before the announcement came out, someone from the PGA Tour contacted me and told me everything. I thought it was a joke. And this is why, and this is what they should have done from the beginning. Instead, they generated division and decided to come together again. I hope they reach an agreement. Looking ahead, I hope they manage to reach an agreement. I think Liv will continue. From what I understand, from what I've talked to their players, none of them intend to return. And that's why they left the PGA Tour. They left for a reason. Um, How about when he was talking about the... um Saudi money and how it can improve the PGA tour, the physios, the physios, there's better gyms, better food and charter recovery area. (laughs) What? He said, I say this last thing because the fact, Oh yeah. PGA tour card implies that you have a minimum of money so you can make your life as a golfer. I say this last thing because the fact that you can lose money on the PGA tour being in the top 150 is criminal. And I have told the PGA Tour many times, there are many things that can improve. So, you just, I don't think you should, if you lost money as 135 or whatever, uh, let's, let's I don't go know, to the, you didn't let's play go well, to, you mismanaged. Go, hold on, let's go to the stats here, all right? Let's 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 go to the money list. Let's just see something. Well, I, I, check like one thirty five on the FedEx Cup standings, which I'm, may I'm or going, may not I'm going be updated. To the money money leaders. You go to official. money. I'll throw you some lists. I'll throw you some names out. You control F for the right. for the year. Are all you right. on daily annual annual money list? annual money list? All right. Okay, just for twenty twenty three money list. Uh, one. I don't know. Let's go, Rue Knox. <laughs> 140. Rue Knox episode. All right. What did he make this year? He's made $524,000. Now, are you telling me? Are you telling me that you can't get around the tour for less than $524,000? Like, it seems to me. Doesn't include endorsements. Probably with, what is he, Vineyard Vines and others like. Titleist, things like that. You think that guy's losing money? Like to me, me a- to me, his take home's probably let's just be super conservative with endorsements. Runox is taking home at least two hundred thousand dollars a year, at least, right? We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some like money managers and agents talk about how how onerous it is to travel on tour and pay the caddy and stuff. Well, um, I mean, it's onerous to cat to travel a certain way, but like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could travel by yourself and with your with your caddy. You pay your caddy your fees, who's obviously taking care of his travel. I mean, give me uh Kevin Tway. What's he made this year? I Games. just saw him. I just saw. He's he, 143. He, was, he made more. He's made 720. 
Seven, almost seven twenty one. Like good annual salary. It seems like a good annual salary. Do you think he's he's uh, he's getting by? He's making a living. Richie Wierinski, one forty one. Where is he this year? What's he done? Let's see. He I just don't know. Played well, I believe. I can't, at the I can't tell you what he's done. He's five thirty one. Five. So we're talking about guys. That are making more than half a million dollars in most cases. Like, sure, they have some costs. You got to pay your coach. But you could go coachless. You might play better. Yep. It's What's James Hahn done? And his fratelli has proven you don't have to even pay for food when you're on the road. You can just eat in player dining. Fratelli's 157. I wonder, oh, like, we know he's he's maximizing those margins. Should, we know. We should ask him how much he's made this year. Like, what's he netted out? Dylan. The Fratelli way. God, he's he's not, not been playing well. I, he's been playing real well. All right. Right for this one? Yeah. 665000 No way. He's been struggling to break 80 for, like, three months. <laughs> wow. Good, good, good work if you can find it. I mean, okay. Well, that's Duff, Rob's Duffner, Duffner's made three hundred three hundred three thousand dollars. Like he has Doesn't played. How many the... offenses he even played in? He's on like past champion status or something. Oh, He's one seventieth. Man, uh, what's going on with Kevin Kisner? Ah, uh, he's been hurt, right? His caddy's now with the septic tank. I mean, it may not be going back. The I tank, don't know what that, I would, that deal is. I don't know why anybody would leave the septic tanks back. <laughs> you think you can get like Joey D taken from Cantlay or something? I think he's got to be not Joey D. He could get uh he could get uh bones maybe. <laughs> that would be. Whoever Bones came out of retirement like, or whatever off TV, he's like, there's only a couple of names I would do this for. JT is one. And then like Sep's two years later, with the septic tank. <laughs> All right. This podcast shouldn't have been 50 minutes. That does it. We well, got into money. That's a fun exercise. Rob, yeah. Where do you think, yeah, you should, where Rob, do you think, where do you think we're broke. at where we're worried about them, them making money? 350? Like where on the FedEx Cup? Like or what amount of money? Okay. 350? Um, yeah, I'm, more I mean, wor- you, I'm worried about their caddies. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I got to say, Rob, like I'm not sure Yasser got into the deal to make sure, you know, Cameron Percy's caddy or, or, or Dylan Fratelli Bryce Garnett, Trevor Cohn, these types. Dave, well, Trevor's got have Dave, a, David have a Cohn's, safety net. David Cohn's uh, career <laughs> earnings to live off of. That guaranteed MLB money. Um, I just, like, I don't know. Is that what the capital's for? So these guys have a little bit of a safety net? Anyways, John Rahm, I, I don't know. He had some interesting thoughts in that Spanish interview. So, All right, everyone, enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday. SGSGolfAdvice at gmail.com for that.